Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing shielding the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo will for you come Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. (laughs) That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. (laughs) Just go with what you saw today. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that. You'll be wrong often, but then you can just point back to when you were right. No one will remember. No one's listening. It is 12.17 a.m. Saturday morning. After Friday night's festivities, day two. Of the NFL Draft, this is Birds with Friends. I am Bo Wolf. Across from me is Sheila Kapadia. We're both wearing jeans and a button-down, and we're ready to talk about the Eagles' two picks in the second round, all offense for this Eagles team. You really know how to turn it on. Like 12 seconds ago, I thought you might fall asleep here before the podcast, but then you come in with a boom. It is late. We will be back here in 11 hours for the press conference of one of those two players and then we'll finish it up with day three of the draft we've got press conferences at 11 that's been announced uh it's at 11 30 great awesome all right well let's get to it uh somewhat surprisingly the eagles hold on to both of their two second round picks and we will get to our uh thoughts about that but they stay at number 53 and take a running back, the one who Daniel Jeremiah said earlier this week that the Eagles uh, have been in love with and didn't think that they would be able to get, thought he would go sooner. He fell to 53, Mr. Miles Sanders. He, he, he said before the draft the Eagles were in love with he Miles said Sanders? They, he said something that they would love to get him, but, oh, they okay. don't, but he doesn't think he would be there. Okay. Uh, Miles Sanders from Penn State, the Saquon Barkley understudy, who... Uh, excelled in his one year as a starter as a junior in 2018. And then they stay at 57. And this was a surprise. They did a lot of work on these fast, shifty receivers throughout the draft process. But instead, instead of taking a safety, like a, a Juan Thornhill who was on the board, or a defensive lineman like a Draymond Jones of Ohio State, the Eagles go 3-for-3 three three on the offense and take... Stanford wide receiver, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, a Ted Wynn favorite, the jump ball extraordinaire receiver from Stanford, um, and uh, a bit of an interesting fit with this Eagles offense. So uh, I think that is the more surprising of the two picks, but let's, uh, let's unpack it all. Where do we start? Which guy? Why don't we start with Miles Sanders? Yeah, that would make me uncomfortable starting with the second guy first. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Okay. All right. Uh, you and I both like Miles Sanders. We both were surprised yeah. at how much we ended up liking Miles Sanders in the in the uh, in the run up. Uh, I think he's got a little bit of juice. Yeah, we you know we had heard sort of various opinions from people we had spoken with before the draft, and you know he's not a guy who, when I was watching Penn State games, not that I watched like every game or all of his carries last year, but I never thought, wow, this guy's really jumping off the screen he's going to be a great nfl player i think a lot of people Big day for penn state booster shook probably felt that way 
But then as we were doing our draft prep, we both watched him. And yeah, I remember the one podcast we did not knowing each other's opinions. And we were both like, yeah, I didn't want I didn't really want to like this guy, but I kind of like this guy. And so the way I put it would be that there were not a lot of options for legit three down starting, uh, as your boy Greg Cosell would say, foundational running backs in this draft. Uh, you know, Josh Jacobs, even the first guy the first running back taken, you could argue, might not have that pedigree. I think Miles Sanders, his upside, he does have that. He has that upside as this this is your starter for the next uh, five, four or five years, and he's going to be, you know, maybe uh, above average, the, the top half of the running backs in the NFL. I guess he, you know, who's to say what his upside is? I mean, watching him, I didn't see the upside of, well, this guy could be like a top five running back. Right. But if you look at sort of the pedigree, if you look at your running back, uh, what do you call that? Tests. My little, uh, my little pseudoscience cheat, thresholds. Cheat pseudoscience thresholds. He he passed those, and certainly he has the athleticism uh, on all those things. So they came into the draft. Running back was their biggest need on offense. There was no doubt about it. We didn't know how they were going to fill it. Were they going to get a third down back? Were they going to wait? Was it just going to be like, well, there was no one there, so we're going to go with Jordan Howard and the other guys? And they had an opportunity here. They didn't have to move up for him. He sort of fell to 53 right in their laps. And I think it was a smart pick. You know, I think you filled a big need that you had on offense, and there aren't like any major red flags with him. I mean, he could end up sucking. That's always possible. For but sure. we we grade the process more than the outcome. And so I think there's nothing wrong about the process that led them to taking Miles Sanders here. On those, on those thresholds, um, 36... Running backs over the last five years in the NFL ran for over 1,000 yards. 32 of them had at least one 1,000-yard uh, season in college. Check okay. for Miles Sanders. 29 of the 36 uh, came from a Power 5 conference. Check for Miles Sanders. 22 of the 36 were underclassmen. Check for Miles Sanders. And then there are some other uh, athletic things. Mainly there's like a, there's like a eliminating time if you uh, run below the 20th percentile in your 40 and uh, and he tested well there uh so he was one of the he was one of just four receivers and uh, running backs in the draft class who passed all those little tests um but more than that like i like the player um where and we will get to jj arcega whiteside also passed on my test and i don't like him as much but um in terms of the process as you said i mean there's no doubt that this this was the one pick that they could make today that would have the most impact on the 2019 season yeah. Um, a running back in, in the second round. And uh, I mean, I think he does. I think he offers uh, I think he offers a lot of upside. And I think it's also, you know, we, we both separately came up with the same thought process in the uh, in, in one of the chats that we were doing that he instantly becomes the favorite to lead the Eagles and carries in 2019. You know, Jordan Howard, thanks for coming. Which already gives me anxiety because you, right. we've seen that they don't really make smart decisions when it comes to running back rotations. And yeah. so we may watch this guy in the summer and say, oh, my gosh, he looks so much better than Jordan Howard. We may be three, four weeks into the season and Sanders may be averaging uh, 4.6 yards per carry and Howard may be averaging 3.4 yards per and carry. And ball. they may just be dividing the workload. So uh, that is something to certainly keep an eye on. But I agree with you. It would be a disappointment if at some point – 
early on even, yeah. if he just did not take over as the starting lead back and at least have more carries, there's going to be a split. There's going to, you know, they're going to share the workload, but uh, he should be their leading ball carrier. If he's not, you know, that would give me some cause for concern. Uh, some numbers here. He ran for 220 times for 1274 last year. Saquon Barkley the year before ran 217 times for 1271. Oh, baby. Sanders averaged 5.8 yards per carry. Barkley averaged 5.9. It's a stupid comparison. It's the I reason- asked him if he thought he was better than Saquon <laughs> Barkley, and he's, he was uh, about to say that he thought so, and then the phone call got cut off. That was a little... Somebody uh, hung up. Yeah, that was a little strange. We don't know what happened there. Now, again, I'm not saying he, he's not better than Saquon Barkley. He's not going to be, but that just gives you some uh, some of the numbers there. One concern I guess I would have is, you know, they were talking about uh, the process leading up to drafting him. And he said, you know, I came on the pre-draft visit and I was in a room with Deuce Staley for uh, two hours. And, you know, he, he gave me some of the install, some of the plays, some of the offense. I took notes and he said, put your notes away, put me on the whiteboard, had me explain it back to him. And, uh, you know, he, he was saying he did a good job there and passed the test. It sounds like he was a Deuce Staley favorite. Mm-hmm. Which that makes me a little bit nervous. Not not that I don't like Deuce Staley, but that you're taking too much. Maybe you're taking a little yeah. too much stock into you know. Like I agree with that. Assistant coach is position coach is saying there, but it did seem like the first thing Howie Roseman said was well, not the first thing he said, but he said that this was a favorite of the personnel staff, the scout, the front office staff, the scouting staff, and the coaching staff. It was interesting that he separated front office. I think. Yeah, that, I didn't really. I, I, I think didn't that totally means, understand that. I think that means analytics. I think. Oh, okay. I think right. that's what that means. Okay. Yeah, I was like, huh? Yeah, I didn't I didn't know what that meant. I think that's what that means. All right. Um, so he, he quote-unquote checked all their boxes. And he awesome. said he went up to Deuce Daly today before the draft started and said, you know, let's let's hope. Let's hope. Let's yeah. we could use some good vibes and hope that he, that he falls because we're not going to be trading up because we don't have enough uh, ammunition. Yeah. Uh, the, one, uh, the one knock is that he has a, a little bit of uh, a fumbling... Not a terrible yes. one, but uh, a bit of a fumbleitis. Nine fumbles, I think Dean Brugler said, drink. Someone said yeah, we should oh, make yeah. that a drinking game whenever right. we mention that. Uh, I think one. Five this year. One every 34 touches in college, which right. is not good. So ball security an issue. But uh, Howie Roseman had some answers for those questions. I even, like that, yeah. even pass protection, I guess he's not great. Right. I mean, at that no either. one is doing a ton of pass protection right. in college. So that's more of a want to and a, uh, you know. Are you willing to do it? Although also a reasonable concern, given that... Uh, I mean, that's if, if for him to be the lead back, he is going to have to prove that he can do that a little bit. Like, Yeah, and it's not like they taught their running backs to be great, and they have here now to be great. Well, Clement back. was okay as a rookie, Clement which was, was nice, okay. but, you know... Yeah, Smallwood, Smallwood was, was very up and bad. down yeah. last year. Uh, so those are some of the questions. What else? And, you know, this is... Um, I think there, I think there may be people who will be like, "Oh, but you're so against a running back in the first round. Why are you okay with one in the second round?" That's uh, that's where the value is. That's you're not paying them what you're paying them. You're not paying them. Uh, that's round. like where a lot of second and third round is where a lot of good running backs come from. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I I, I like this pick. I, I I think there are people who like Penn State fans who who watched. Uh, Miles Sanders and aren't that don't think he's going to be sort that of the good. opposite of what it normally is. Yeah, isn't it? It's a yeah, bit you're opposite. right. Yeah, normally you uh, sort of have the 
Penn, the Penn State fan base and kind of the homer saying, pick, you know, it's like Tony Hunt. I, I mean, think I thought Tony Hunt was going to be great. Right. Howie Roseman did not like that a reporter referenced yeah. Tony Hunt. He did not like that. Today. I like him. I think, and I think he's got a little bit of, a little bit of, you know, make you miss juice in the open yeah. field too. Can do some stuff through contact. I yeah. think he was going down right away. So, uh, not a prolific pass catcher. No, but twenty four catches last year averages. But twenty four in a season is actually that's that's a yeah. lot for a college. Five point eight yards per reception is pretty terrible. But yeah, I'm I mean, guessing most true. of those were checkdowns yeah, or that's true. Uh, whatever. But uh, you know they they've run him through drills, and so we'll see if he can contribute there. So, um, what do you think about the name Miles Sanders as a running back? Every time it comes out of my mouth, um, I said I in my head I'm thinking I said the wrong name. I keep thinking that it should be spelled M Y. Okay, but I don't know if it's because there's a Miles Boykin, mm. Ma- Miles Simon. He might be getting Miles in my head. Simon. You do remember that one, uh, right? Of course. Okay, uh, I could, how could I forget? Uh, Miles. Simon. How many? How Miles. many Arizona basketball players from the '90s can you name? Mike Bibby. Okay. Jason Terry. Jason Terry, good one. We said Miles Simon. Or early 2000s, I guess. Was uh, Gilbert Arenas? Was he? Yeah, he was. Guy? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's good. Uh, I feel like I'm missing some white guys, uh, or like some uh, well, you've some got Euros. Michael, you've got Michael Dickerson as well from okay. that's that same right. uh, that's that same group. A little bit later, you've got your Jason Gardners and your Salim Stoudemire. Salim oh, Stoudemire, what yeah. a lefty, what a, right? What a joy to watch. He was in college. Uh, Lauren Woods, Wake Forest transfer. That one I don't remember at all. Um, there is a there is a white guy we're forgetting. Okay. Although I think you might be thinking of like the Utah teams, like the huh? the Michael Doliaks. No, the, uh, the Keith Van Horns. And yeah. The, no, come on. All right. Anyway, so I feel like there was something else I wanted to say about Miles Sanders, but I did. he did say he did have a quote in his. Uh, we had a call with him, and he was asked about. Uh, oh no, it was the Lashawn McCoy Westbrook thing that right. Howie Roseman said. You know, everyone said. Was it McCoy? Did he have the fumble problems? Or, yeah, yeah, he had the fumble, he had the fumble problems. problems. He had the Westbrook fumble problems. He fixed those. Game. Brian Westbrook had the uh, hadn't shown he could pass pro, which I don't know. Maybe Coach Flynn might take exception to that and say we knew he could pass pro in college, but that's what Howie Roseman said, not us. And that basically did I lose my ginger ale in here? I guess so. You had a ginger ale? I thought so. Huh. I guess not. Yeah, I don't see it. Um, so they feel like those are things that they can teach Miles Sanders. I'm sick. I gotta take a drink of water. You okay, he going. was asked during his call about you know you, someone said well Howie Roseman kind of had a little comparison to you. He's about, also a Pittsburgh guy. Yeah, about Lashawn McCoy, and he said, uh, "Let's see, what did he say here? I wrote it down somewhere." So I think I, I want to try to be even better. Something along those lines, right? Yeah, no, he said. Uh, Okay, I didn't. I didn't write it down. I wasn't really paying attention. Oh no, McKay, <laughs> McCoy. He said. He said, looking forward to doing even better. Oh, that's Sean right. McCoy. Yeah. Which if that gets back to Lashawn McCoy. Watch out next. You know? I know. And then I asked him about the because uh, he said there was yeah. someone asked him if he was competitive with yeah. Saquon Barkley, and he said, Oh yeah, we're real competitive. And I said, Okay, so who's better? And that's when the, that's when the phone call got cut off. <laughs> and somebody got to him. Uh, he was a big time recruit, right? Big time recruit. The Eagles have liked that in the past, even especially at the running back position. Okay. Um, yeah, so we don't have we don't have huge issues with this pick. No, you I've, did. I'll give you. Yeah, I got to give you credit. They were on the clock at fifty three. Mm-hmm. We each said who they're going to take. I said Juan Thornhill. Yeah. And you said uh, Miles Sanders. Good for you. Thank you. You get the credit. Okay. Which is good. 
because you're, I think you're losing in every other game we're playing, which we'll get to. We'll get to that scoreboard in a little bit. Mm. The ones that really count. Um, what else on Miles Sanders? What do you think this means for Boston Scott? I don't know. He did an unbelievable job reeling off the players in the how did he, goes, he do that? Yeah. He was goes, that like in front of him? He or goes something? Jordan Howard. He, uh, I know that he's uh, you know entering his second contract or Which something isn't like true. that. Well, he's like a he, this is his last year of his contract. That's yeah. probably what he meant. Hmm. Wendell Smallwood, and then he he almost said Jamal Adams, but fixed it. Said Josh Adams. How does he know Corey Clement? He got Corey too. Clement. Yeah. yeah. It's a nice. So job I was a little him. bit offended on Boston Scott's behalf. Well. So what's it going to look? I still think Boston Scott's going to make this team. Do you? God, this is the worst topic to talk about on a 1233 on what's today, April. Well, it's going to be, yeah, I think it'll be Howard. I mean, it'll be my, I would look at the depth chart as Miles Sanders, Howard, Corey Clement as your three guys right now. Yeah, no doubt. Okay. All right. Okay. Nothing else on Miles Sanders. No. Give me one sec. Okay. The next pick was, of course, J.J. Arcega. A.J. Bramlett might have been who you were thinking of. No. Eugene Edgerson, remember him? Yes. Okay. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, the Eagles stayed at 57. You know, we were reeling off some names. He was not one of the names we were mentioning as a guy they might take. I think... uh, This was a surprising pick. We thought safety... Right or defensive line or defensive or, line. I mean, or wide receiver. Or that wide was, receiver. It, it yes. wasn't a surprise that they took a wide yeah. receiver, uh, like but, a Miles Boykin, maybe. Back they could have gone back to back Miles. They could have done that. That would have been interesting. Um, I would have. I, I was expecting more of the uh, now. Mecole Hardman. The Chiefs trade up to fifty six, one spot ahead of the Eagles, and take Mecole Hardman. Yeah, a guy who the Eagles had in for a pre draft visit. Fits that mold of the players that that they had been looking at. I think it's possible, whether or not the Eagles were going to take him. I think the the Chiefs certainly were worried that the Eagles were going to take him. That's why they went out to get him there. Um, but it's interesting. It's not. This is not a. This is not a perfect fit. Whereas like a, an AJ Brown could have very very easily slid in right to the slot. To replace Nelson Aguilar and then maybe move to the outside in the future. Yeah. Uh, that's not what J.J. Arcega-Whiteside is going to be doing. Uh, I think it, it means that Nelson Aguilar is staying for this season. Um, and you can make a case that it's more of a long-term, you know, if he hits his 80th percentile outcome, it's more of a long-term Alshon Jeffrey replacement than anything else. Um, I thought that was a little generous by you. You think that's an 80th percentile outcome? I would go a little bit lower than that. What do you think? Well, I don't know. In terms of replacing, so so you would say like 80% of the time, if you run his next uh, little bit, he'll replace Alshon Jeffrey? Maybe not replace his production, but replace his roster spot. All right, okay. Yeah, I I I was probably thinking about it wrong. That's all I mean, because just okay. I just mean money. Like there's yeah. a lot of money on Alshon's yes. contract. Yes, there is. So uh, this is a big wide receiver, six foot two, two twenty five, I think. I think that's right. Or Sega Whiteside, uh, he, and he did test well. 
uh, he tested pro, okay. He day, tested four, okay. Four, five or something like that. Yeah, but in his uh, his other you, stuff's not good. Yeah, if you look at sort of percentage athletically, I think he's in the thirties or forties, which is passable. But you wouldn't call him a plus athlete. Has a basketball background. Uh, Ted Wynn, I thought did both the, of his parents professional basketball players. Yeah, did the best breakdown on him. We talked to that about our Sega Whiteside with Ted. Oh, we should, we should we should uh, retweet that out? Huh? Maybe you really think anyone's going to go back and listen to that? Oh, I meant his his, his breakdown. Oh, I already did that. Oh, you did? I did that right after the pick. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he broke it down, and then I watched him. And this is not the type of wide receiver I generally like. Uh, yeah, we disagree about this. Yeah, I don't like the the jump ball guy. Uh, he seemed different than the regular jump ball guy. Okay. He seemed to have a real skill. Like he was just feasting on these defensive backs. Like they couldn't figure out a way to get around his big frame and not be whistled for a flag or not just let him go up and catch the ball. I mean, he's had... Tw- I worry about that. I worry about that Which projection. Is fair. Joe Douglas, I asked Joe Douglas you, about... You had, you, had a, you had a very good question to Joe Douglas. Strength travels, he said. Yeah. How did you feel? You didn't say your name today. How do you feel? You all right? No, maybe that's why you were a little down. I'm okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> he doesn't want to overdo it. <laughs> uh, he, said he also, he- neither of these players were at the Senior Bowl. Right, okay. If they draft a guy this year tomorrow, he'll probably hit me back up. So I don't think that skill always translates to the NFL, but I can see it translating with him. I don't know how to describe it. It's just when I was watching his games and what he was doing, I was like, this seems like somebody who is special at this one specific thing. And I think it's also uh, overdone that like this is all he can do. I don't think he has. He he does have a little bit um, better like foot quickness than I was expecting. Yeah. Yeah, I think he can separate a little bit. And, a little bit. And has some route running upside. I, I think Ted Wynn graded him like a B I just think running. I just think, you know, you look long-term, the problems with this offense last year was, was lack of spacing, all these plotting guys. Like, his skill set is a little bit duplicative with, I mean, in the short term, duplicative with Alshon yeah. and... Ertz and Goddard. It's almost it's, and even it, long term, it's it yeah. with Goddard. And if if however long Ertz is going to stick stick around, uh, and Carson Wentz had trouble last year pulling the trigger on on some of these tight window throws. Yeah. So it's not that I it's not it's not that I doubt the uh, evaluation. Yeah. But I don't I don't love the fit. I think that's fair. It does seem it really seems most redundant with Goddard. I don't know. Yeah. The way I'm looking at it, you have I this athletic tight end who he can line up and, you know, go remember it was real early in the season, he like they flexed him outside that and was he like the best, yeah, ran the go great. route and he made a great catch out of bounds, yeah. but um yeah, that seems to be the type of thing he can do. So that is a it is a little bit weird in that respect. I don't know how they're going to fit all these pieces in now. Howie Roseman did have a good answer where he talked about we want to be able to match up with different things on a given week depending on the opposing personnel. I don't know that And they... I don't think this helps that. Well, it, I mean, there is one. Like, if they, if they put out, you know, I hate that. I don't really like the big people beat up little people yeah. thing. But if you put out Jeffrey and Arcega Whiteside and Goddard and Ertz, uh, that is a legitimately tough grouping to match up with. Yeah. Um, you know, you have to have either, you're not going to use linebacker. You got, you got to have some big, not big, strong, powerful men, but big, uh, physical defensive backs. And this is, they obviously have a type. I mean, they like like size Yeah. and then they just want to add one speedy guy, whether it's Deshaun Jackson or Mike right. Wallace or Torrey Smith. But yeah, you know, it is true. Like if, if Deshaun Jackson suffers an injury, 
then you might be stuck with some of the same issues you had last year. Yeah. Where, and you have to see if Carson... Now, Carson Wentz in 2017... I haven't done like a film study of this, but if you believe some of those numbers about is he making tight window throws, he was making a lot more of those in 2017 than 2018. But we saw last year, once Nick Foles came in, he's throwing it up to Alshon Jeffrey, giving him a chance, whereas Carson Wentz was not doing that. So certainly you need Wentz to be on the same page with everybody else. And uh, hold on, I got to look at the Slack message. You got anything? I was going to give you the uh, mm-hmm. the little tent poles for... Okay, good. I have to tweet this out. That he passed. Uh, The 50 wide receivers who ran for over, or who caught over 1,000 yards over the last five years in the NFL, 48 of them uh, played receiver in college. 40 of the 48 had had a 1,000 yard season in college, so that's uh, Arcega Whiteside. Uh, 31 of the 50 left early. He gets that one. Um, He passed the uh, speed barrier. Uh, you know, most of them were drafted in the first two rounds. Uh, and so, you know, there were, uh, it was just him, A.J. Brown, Marquise Brown, and, and Keel Harry, who, uh, who passed all those tests because Akeem Butler fell. Um, this is a pick where I... You can respect that they are that that they are probably are sticking to their board, uh, because I don't think the fit is the, is that clean, which I like, and it's you know it is a, a position of uh, of value. It's a little bit interesting that they come out of this uh, draft that Howard described as uh, historically good at defensive line without a defensive lineman in the first three rounds in the first two rounds, but I actually don't think that. There were a ton of options for them in the second round. I mean, you know, I like Draymond Jones, but I don't. I don't think Tristan Hill from Central Florida went right yeah, after. Yeah, seemed like a. I don't thing. think that. I, I think the uh, historic nature of this defensive line class is more about the top of it than the depth. First of round, it. okay. Um, so I mean, I think they'll probably come out with somebody tomorrow, but. Well, those are some of the names that we will look at when we say, well, they, they took our Sega Whiteside. Who could they have had? If we're just talking wide receiver, you know, Miles Boykin went later in the round. Hakeem Butler is still, still on the board after two days. So he seemed like somebody, I don't know if there's an injury issue there. Well, I think we've heard throughout that he was a guy who the uh, Twitter cognoscenti. But not to this extent, to I yeah. thought. You know, I thought he would go at least in the second or third round that has not happened. Even DK Metcalf, you know, that yeah. that's someone yeah. they, they could have taken. The, what you're saying, maybe he would have been a better, he's just somebody who can just run past guys. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, even if he is a one-trick fun. pony, that would have been fun. Um, so you can certainly compete, you know, if you're going to say, hey, I would have rather had those guys than our Sega Whiteside, I think that's completely fair. Even some of the other players they could have had, right? I mean, who were there? Thornhill? Thornhill, Adderley. Draymond Jones, like you mentioned. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson still hasn't been picked. Tristan, yeah, I think Dane Brugler tweeted something that maybe he interviewed poorly with some teams. Yeah, okay. So maybe that is a factor. But it, it, was, it is surprising that they're coming out of the first two days without a defensive player and that they only have two picks left in the remainder of the draft, given all the talk about volume from the owner. Yeah. What's up with that? Well, you get some of the volume next year. I mean, I, I, he said twenty picks in the next two drafts they're going to have. He put a number on it. 
I don't even know if they, and I don't, I don't know if they should necessarily trade down in the fourth either. If there's like there, that, yeah. that could be good value for them. Um, yeah, it didn't feel like that meant stock up on like seventh round picks. No. You know? maybe like the top four rounds you yeah. want to get. It means maybe they're going to have to cut Andrew Sandejo. Keep that comp pick. Would have been smart. Well, they can still do it. Okay. Yeah. Um. What else? Our Sega Whiteside caught 63 balls for 1,059 yards last year. I looked this up. The past two seasons, 23 touchdowns ranked third most in all of college football. So he has been a beast in the red zone. He says he, you know, they asked him kind of, who do you mold your game after? And he said, I know it's going to sound cliche because I'm coming there, but I really do like Alshon Jeffrey. And then he said Steve Smith, which I liked. I like that. I like any wide receiver who says that. Of course, absolutely. So uh, he does play with a toughness and a competitiveness that I think fans will enjoy if they throw him the football and if he gets on the field. I'm curious about whether he can uh, fit it all as like a uh, a big slot type guy. I don't think it's his strength. It's not what he did in college, but like some of the routes that Goddard runs, you know, can he do that? Seems like he should be able to. I don't know. Not that's not ideal. I mean, I think you want him as an outside receiver. I'm just saying. Uh, I think his floor, he, I think he has a pretty high floor, right? I, it would be surprising if he can't be know, a fourth he? wide receiver who can play special teams. Yeah, because he's, like uh, he's like the tough, he try-hard the, team guy, special teams guy. Well, that, he's like, he's like uh, you know, a slightly richer man's Mac Hollins. That's right. Right? Like, That's why, I, yeah, you could certainly say, all right, the, fine, you like the player, but should they have spent... It, it's a resources question. I think it is. I would be open to any criticism about their use of resources here. I'm not going to be the one doing it, I think, because I... Uh, like, I watched the player a lot before, and I kind of like I think them. that... I mean, I think... I think, um, I think after the Eagles picked Miles Sanders, I think Howie Roseman would have been hoping that they would still be able to trade down a little bit from 57. But he kind of said that he, he seemed to indicate there were opportunities and they didn't, they didn't yeah, want to get too cute. I think they just couldn't get the value. Okay. I well, think that's what that So means. he tried to win the trade. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, all right. I like that. I don't think I agree with you on the Mecole Hardman thing, though. Okay. That would have been a very surprising pick, I feel like, for them in that spot. I guess. DB turned wide receiver, right? How many catches? 60 catches yeah, in two years? A lot of juice, but I maybe they said they, production's important. Maybe they weren't going to pick him, but I think I mean Chiefs, the Chiefs yeah. traded up for a reason, right? And the Eagles did bring him in for a pre-draft workout. Yeah, um, I have to give you more credit. Unfortunately, oh, what did I do? You drafted Miles Sanders in the Owl You Know draft. I did. Yeah. What round? Third round. Oh, I'm a beast. Yeah, that's a good job. I should have taken our side. I took our Sega White side. No, you sure didn't. You had a uh, potty break. No. So am uh, I the only one who's hit on anybody? You are. Oh, baby, and only two picks left. My guess is you, that is going to be the only hit. Who's, le- who, no, who's left that we haven't picked? Who's left that has not been picked? Yeah. Uh, you have Yalda Froholt. Oh, lock of the draft right there, baby. You have Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Mm, not, not feeling great about that one. Uh, that would be something if they could get him in the fourth round. That's though. it. That's all that you have left. Oh, okay. You? I have Daniel Wise. No chance. Tony Pollard, not going to happen. Drew Samia, Rodney Anderson, not going to happen. And was David Long from Michigan picked? I think so, but I'm not sure. I think he, I think he was. And you were kicking yourself for going too running back heavy at one point. Yeah, I, I was. Should have listened to yourself. 
It was weird. More how importantly. The, no, that, nothing is more important than that. No. We said that was the number one pre-draft no, no, competition. No, no, no. The, everybody yeah, knows I that I the disagree. Duck Duck Juice draft is, is the disagree. draft game of record. No. Uh, I jumped out to a 7-0 lead with the pick of tackle. You roared back with a running back to make it 7-6. Mm-hmm. Then the wide receiver went off the board, making it 13-6 me. Mm-hmm. And there are only two picks left right now. The two picks what would only they add a up max to? value of six. Oh, no, so I lose. No, of seven. They have a fourth and a fifth, right? Uh, yeah. So seven. So, so you if could I get tie. them both. You could if you go if you if you hit them both, you could tie. Oh baby. What? The, all right. You've got defensive end, linebacker, Ooh. and the whole secondary. Okay. All right. You've got a shot. Okay, I got a shot. Uh, as long as they get one defensive tackle in there. I retain the crown. Okay, very good. Uh, we also have to go back to the turkeys to the kingdom. Do we now? We do. I don't even know what this is. This was our uh, wagering game from last week. Ooh. Turkeys to the kingdom. We wagered on whether the Eagles would trade up, trade down, or stay at 25. Mm. They ended up trading up. I wagered... 35 turkeys, you wagered 20. 15 turkey edge for me. Such a wuss trade-up. That shouldn't even count. Uh, Barely moved. We uh, wagered on whether there would be seven picks, six or fewer, or eight or more. Not, not off the board yet, but if it hits six or under, we both only wagered 10 turkeys. Mm. A Je- surprise. Jeffrey Lurie really duped us. First pick. What position would they go for? There was wide receiver, D-line, secondary, O-line, and other. What a wager by me. You wagered 25 on the O-line. I wagered 27. Would they draft a quarterback, yes or no? Uh, We both basically said no, but we don't know that yet. I won 70, you won 90. And then... Would they draft a running back in the first two rounds, or would they draft one in the third round or later? I wagered 25. That's it on 1-2. You wagered 30, so you got five points back. So, I'm up 12 points. I'm up 12 turkeys. Okay. But if they don't draft a quarterback, I beat you. Yeah, I guess that's right. Oh! No, 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 no. Oh! You said 90 yeah, and 70. Yeah, and we're tied on the six or under. Oh, baby. Yeah, I guess that's right. You bring me Easton Stick. I, uh, I, I throw my notebook at you, <laughs> Doug Peterson, tomorrow. Let's go. I can't now. I really hope they get Easton Stick. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we went over that. Adds a little drama to you tomorrow. That's good. All right, so I'm rooting for no QBs so du- and some maybe yeah. some defensive backs. And, of course, you know those are the, those are the secondary games. Everybody knows the Duck Duck Juice is where it's at. I disagree. All right. Anything else? Any, what did you make of uh, any funny moments in the press conference with Howie? How about how, how about him just opening up the press conference with uh, a joke? With a joke about see we do we do take running backs in Philadelphia. I think that's a Howie Howie uh, well established has a bit of rabbit ears. Well, you know what's interesting? Ten years ago, they took Lashawn McCoy mm-hmm. with the fifty third pick. Yeah. We didn't mention that yet. Lashawn McCoy, uh, you know, getting a lot of guff today for he did something about spoiling Avengers. 
There's some things this I hear. This has got to be the worst thing that he has ever yeah. done in his entire life. I mean, there are some things like that that I just hear a snippet of, and I'm just like, <laughs> this is. I don't I'm want this to, to enter my brain. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> I don't want to know anything else about it. Do not bring it to me. That was one of them. All right. Uh, we we also talked to Andre Dillard earlier yes. today. Yeah. Interesting uh, young man. Didn't start playing football think? till the eighth grade. Didn't start playing football till the eighth grade. Said he was a little, little bit of a wuss. Didn't know if he wanted that physicality, right? right. I asked him if he uh, if he was mean enough. Yeah. So you wanted you wanted uh you yeah. wanted him to say yeah you don't need to be mean. I wanted yeah. him to say that's kind of a dumb question. You don't have to be mean. I'm a nice. I guy mean, it is there. a dumb question. But, no, I'm not know, saying the way that you get to frame it is you know people say. Yeah. Is that what you said? People say. Yeah, I think there's yeah, like there's okay. questions. There there okay, are questions so about. I generally don't like the people say. Well, I didn't I didn't say people okay. say. It was right. someone was asking who about are these pass people? blocking versus run blocking. And I said, well, you know, well, yeah. one of the things with that is people question whether you are yeah. mean enough. Can you right. be mean? I also did. I also did. I, uh, as as this was happening, I I, yeah. I told you that I was going to uh, give everybody their story for the night. Yeah. As I as I asked. Uh, Andre Dillard about what it was like to put on those seventy pounds. He gave a good. He gave good answers. Yeah. Eat late at night. Yeah, and I set an alarm for two a.m. and have a protein shake. My yeah. gosh, what kind of life is That's that to live? While you're still going to class. Yeah. There's some some responses to when I tweeted that out about maybe his uh. His <laughs> <laughs> morning morning bathroom trips yeah. might be kind of. That's uh, tough. But he did put. Yeah, he entered college at two hundred forty pounds, and then what is he now? I think four eighty. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think he's around three hundred. So, but we said he gained seventy pounds, so he must. He, be he looks pretty svelte, I would yeah, say. Yeah, he does look pretty svelte. Yeah, he looks like looks like a good athlete. Played some hoops. He, he wanted to play basketball over football before, which is just like the story of every football player. I feel. Mm-hmm. What else did he say? Yeah, I thought he had some kind of funny one-liners here and there. He did. I don't know if some were intentional, yeah, some him. seem unintentional, but he's got some personality to yeah, him. Yeah, I liked him. Yeah. Like the guy? Anything else? No, it's... Uh, what do you expect them to do tomorrow? Right now they've got a fourth-round pick a quarterback and a quarterback and uh, go heavy on the defensive backs. No, in all seriousness, I think... Uh, Defensive. I like uh, you, 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 that's like a very classic. Um... I think defensive tackle for you. I, th- I think they'll end up with a defensive tackle yeah. and a defensive back. I think they're going to end up with a defensive tackle and a linebacker. Okay. Um, my, my guy from Houston is he still on the board? He is. Still oh, on the board. baby, that'd be a big hit. Anytime I hear, uh, in all seriousness, I think of like a. Um, like a uh, maid of honor or best man speech, where it's like you start out with a you know the, like a not very good speech, right? And I don't want to, and I'm not throwing anyone under the bus, but it starts with like a a couple a couple jokes that really are not funny to anybody else except for the person, and then they go, but uh, but seriously, or like, but in all seriousness, like you know, then you hit the emotional switch, yeah, okay. How do you feel about... You ever given a uh, best man speech? Uh, I don't think so. You would, you would? I don't know. Yeah, that's why. I hope, I'm not forget, I hope I'm not forgetting. I don't know. I don't think so. Who was your best man? 
the, the three best men. You're the three best men? Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, how do you feel about the... Wait, who were the three best men? They're characters on the show. They are? All three of them? Yeah. Lemur? Yes. Bean? No, Bean was not. No. <laughs> Oh, no wonder he's no wonder he's going to Starbucks. Oh. Cnast, yes, and uh, I don't know who's the third. And one? MC was the third. One. MC, okay. How do you feel about the guy? Did they, did they give the speech at the same time? Yeah. How do you feel about the guy? And why are you so? Why do you so want to leave? Because I want to go home. Get off this topic. <laughs> was it a good speech? Yeah, they did that? a great job. Okay. Uh, how do you feel about the guy who does the, like... What, you couldn't pick between the three of them? The spin dance to the bar at the wedding. The like, spin dance to like the music's to the bar. on, and he's, like, just feeling it, and he's, like, dancing his way to the bar and does, like, a little spin. That's that's bad. Now, that's... I feel like you would have friends who do that. No, that's bad news. Something okay. Like that. Let's call it. 1257. I don't know why you're so... You, uh, this is like me... This is like uh, what you accuse me of doing when we talk about my no, own job. I can show you the video. You really... Uh, they did a great job. Okay. I don't have to delve into my personal life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Feels like we're missing something. I don't think so. Noon tomorrow, <laughs> day three of the draft. The Eagles have two more picks in the fourth and fifth round. Uh, rate review. You think they'll trade down? Do you, you think they will? Uh... I don't know. Frankly, I don't give a damn. <laughs> frankly, my dear. Whatever they do is going to be just fine with me. <laughs> as long as they, as long as they get me the hell out of here. A plus. <laughs> Grades tomorrow, yeah. I saw, I'll tell you what, I saw someone gave their highest grade in the first round to Chris Lindstrom okay. at 14. You got to drink a lot of milk to be at that demented. <laughs> I take that back. It was Garrett Bradbury. It was an A plus, and Lindstrom was the second best in A minus. <laughs> Those are the two best grades. You didn't even get it right. You had to correct yourself. All right, we'll talk to everyone <laughs> Saturday evening. I'll I'll leave with this thought. Okay. I mean, this offense is pretty loaded. I feel like. There are no excuses for, for a coach quarterback to not produce a top five offense this year. I agree with that. Even with some injuries. I think I think this is goes to what you were saying yesterday about no excuses for yeah. Carson Wentz. There are really no excuses now. You can withstand an injury or two on the offensive line. Yep. You can withstand an injury at wide receiver. You can withstand an injury at tight end. Uh, you know, I guess if, I don't know, if, if Miles Sanders goes down, like the running back group is probably still better than what you had last year. Right. Let's see, let's see what you got, big boys. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. I mean, this this should be a top five offense. Yeah. I don't. And like- it's like you know, I asked uh, as I asked him at the combine. Um, they've they made three picks in all offense first two rounds. So yeah. I asked Howie, you know, 
team building philosophy does sort of like, you know, if the board is equal, does the tie go to the offense? And he did the same sort of thing he did at the combine. Mm-hmm. He was like, have you met, have you met this coach? What? What side of the ball he? Did you see coaches? what Doug did when he did that? Yeah, he like peeked out and he did a lean forward yeah. wave to you. Again, like another another night of Doug just being a prop up there. <laughs> Doug <laughs> loves this. I don't think he has to do anything. Yeah. I, I don't know if he. Yeah, he seems to just be in a great mood. So great, <laughs> like um, the least stressful work environment. Joe, you know, Jim Douglas is kind of like probably right. like a little tense. Like he's worked his whole year to get to this point. And there was a report like, that the Jets might be interested in him. By that's way. true. We should mention that. That's true. And Jeffrey Lurie did say at the owners' meetings. Uh, when you have a good team, executives leave. Brain drain. I think that was his re- direct response to how is Joe Douglas doing. Right. So maybe there's something to it. Um, but along those lines, it's not just Carson. It's Doug, too. Like, this is this is his offense. Like, it is, but... Uh, but the offense has performed without... I almost wins. feel like I have more confidence. And, you know, uh, Doug has sort of proven himself to me. I guess a little bit. Yes and no. Not, I mean, not so much as an offensive big, schemer. Yeah. That's true. All right. As a culture leader type yeah. guy, yes. But it's sort of a, there were issues with the, okay. It I, didn't seem like the offense, the, the scheme of the offense took some That's true. leap forward. I would year. agree with that. Well, um, he lost the FFR, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Okay. But I, I do think the front, Howie Roseman, Joe Douglas, the front office have done their jobs to assemble a yes. super Yes, Super Bowl caliber. I think a Super Bowl caliber roster, but I, certainly, I uh, certainly on offense. I agree. And then on defense, you're saying n- might not be the most talented group, but Schwartz figured it out. Figure it out, and he has done that in the past. So yeah, that's a reasonable expectation. I feel so. like Chris Long's coming back now. Oh, do you? Because they didn't draft a, oh, an edge early. Okay. Although, I mean, I don't know. There was a thing about there. You know, I mean, he has said all along it's the role, it's not the money. Yeah. Um, How are we still talking? Okay, yeah, you're right. Okay. <laughs> I gotta go write these. Uh, <laughs> you don't have 25 to. targets. 25? No. Do 10. Just pick the 10 guys you like the it's most. It's too late. Gosh. I mean, I'm not gonna write that much. I mean, thank God for Dan Brugler. Oh, all right, there you no. go. Drink. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> Milk. All right. Uh, I guess that's you want it. me to close. I You're struggling. All right. Um, we will. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night to wrap up uh, everything that the Eagles do. <clears throat> I guess that does it for night two of the draft for Shukapadia. I'm Bo Wolf, and as always, we love you.